0: Sorry, can I can I help you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could start by saying Welcome welcome once once again again aboard aboard Beef Station.
0: (laughs) 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 Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. I'm (laughs) Jim. Please,
1: can we stop?
0: Ah, it's your buddy
1: Andrew. <laughs> I was pretending to be Jim.
0: Oh, God. For a second, I rather I For a second, I thought the co host gods had blessed me finally. <laughs> my prayers have finally been answered.
1: Yeah, but then I ripped off this horrifying latex mask, Let's revealing my normal form.
0: Jump right on into it.
1: Yeah. How you doing, boy? Good. Do you like that little riff about the mask? No, I, got I hated more. it. <laughs>
0: I really, really hated it. Right. <laughs> um, great to be back for another week. We thought that uh, last week, considering we didn't introduce what we were doing at all, and just <laughs> we'd jump on in this week with a bit of standard fair introduction just to mix it up a bit. Yep. Welcome back to Beef Station. Thank you. Movie podcast. It's great among to be other, here. Among Oscar. other things. Thank you for having yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> This week, of course, we are going to give you a spoiler-free review of Brigsby Bear, an, <laughs> an indie comedy drama from 2017 we had recommended to us recently. Oh, indie. I thought you said Indian. An Indian comedy yeah, drama. You're like, like, fuck, did you watch the same movie? It was not. And <laughs> I accidentally watched one of those Bollywood yeah. James Bond movies. Um, no, an indie comedy drama written... I don't know why I launched into Written and Directed By Knowing that I did not have Written by Information right in
1: front of me Written by Written by Written by Written by
0: Kyle Mooney Written by Kyle Mooney (laughs) And Kevin Costello And Kevin Costello Kill me Directed by Dave McCary. The worst bit here, listener, is that only you know how long we still have to go on this episode. We don't even know yet. No,
1: the worst bit for you is that I had that information (laughs) on my screen the entire time you were stalling to unlock your phone.
0: (laughs) The listeners are looking... At the time on the podcast app, <laughs> being like, fuck, how long have these motherfuckers got to go? Eyes on the road. We are the only ones that don't know the answer, and we're the ones <laughs> that have to suffer through it. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Thanks. How long will this hell last? <laughs> if, if the only reaction I could get <laughs> from you for every episode now is, that's true, that's funny, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Positive Five affirmation. words,
1: baby. <laughs> that's the first line of the haiku. <laughs> oh, it's syllables, not words.
0: Fuck. I have a question. Yes, where were we? Fuck. Um, Brixby Bear, 2017, American indie comedy drama, directed by. Oh my Dave god! McCary. I said it.
1: Dave McCary.
0: Screenplay by Carl Mooney. And everything. And everything. Fucking keep and up. Kevin Costello, starring Carl Mooney. He's apparently known from SNL. He's an American comic. Yeah, had I, a I don't YouTube think is, whatever. Yeah, Who I don't does? think he's particularly famous. It's also got Greg Kinnear, Andy Sandberg, Mark Hamill, Claire Danes. Huge cast mm. for a little. I think it's like this dude's first movie or something, or it's definitely a first movie I've I've heard him doing. Yeah. Yeah, featured directorial debut. Um, Fun little movie we're going to discuss at the end of the show, we'll give you our review. Might launch into some spoilers if we can think of any. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's worth- It's going to be a tough
1: one because like there's a big spoiler five minutes in. And so in order to talk about any of the movie, we sort of need to talk about the spoiler, but I don't know. We'll figure it out yeah. when we get to it, <laughs> cross the bridge when we come to it.
0: I think it's worth trying to avoid ruining that. Mm. As much as we can We'll just I think that this episode Is going to be us Dancing around that, that for, I think that would be A nightmare I think we should Just half. ruin it Okay um, Well before we launch Into that We'll yep. get into some other
1: We're going to have A two some the business we're going to do We're going to have A
0: buy or spoiler
1: warning Fuck. We're going to have Our initial talk That's yep. the premise of the film yep. Then we're going to have Spoiler warning phase one We're going to detach the previous module, yeah, okay, that it's one's gonna, gonna fall back to
0: earth. We're gonna have to rebuild Possibly our air un- filter. Civilians. We're gonna have to get our square air filter right. into a circular hole. Right.
1: Well, no, we're still we're in the top spoiler right. module, right?
0: So I'm gonna have to talk you down from the second spoiler be in the module. Air.
1: Is gonna be like the
0: the, the middle hour of the film ish from the ground. I'm gonna have to assemble all the shit that you have up in the spoiler air, right? And I'm gonna have to try and craft spoiler the spoiler from the spoiler air from the spoiler. To cra- <laughs> I'm gonna have to try and craft the spoiler from the ground. To recreate exactly the spoiler it is that you have in the air. Right. So that we can <laughs> so bring it down yeah, together. A one for one spaler Yeah, replicate. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. after that, we'll spoil the movie.
1: Yeah. In right. the final phase, fa- yes. In the final phase, we will spoil every movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that'll be after we've killed ourselves, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Spoil- Imagine haunting someone with movie spoilers. <laughs> 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 just, the second one comes out, you just wake them up in the morning with like. <laughs> Spider-Man dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> 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 is, is that true? What? No, I haven't right. seen it. Have you? <laughs> no.
0: Oh, like Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have. If that, I if would... that is true,
1: I'm assuming not because there's a sequel. But if that home is true, kind of
0: be... uh, oh, yeah, yeah right now, of course. Not it's, yeah, from I from thought home. you meant. That. I don't right, know. Right. I haven't seen it. I mean, it would be just wild to drop a spoiler from maybe it has been out for two that weeks. That would be <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: The surefire way to lose half our listeners instantly. <laughs> Brad Kemp kills Leonardo DiCaprio in the new Tarantino Yeah, exactly. Movie. Yeah, yeah, fuck that might happen. We haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah. I hope it does. happen. Great right spoiler.
0: This week, before we cover that, we've got a bit of news, bit of and or pleasure to we cover do. off. Do a bit of news first, boy. Sure. Ready to go? Ching 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 ching
1: ching ching uh how about them beef Boltons? How about them bullet bam boo whoa Alright this isn't beat poetry, alright? <laughs> Fucking read the news.
0: The sad news <laughs> broke earlier today. Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard died today. Not today. This (laughs) week. Very (laughs) (laughs)
1: sad. Fuck. You gotta warn me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me a sign if it's a really (laughs) fucked up news story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: You. you, Yeah. Show some fucking respect. You started that. Rutger Uh, Howard. Rutger Howard died today. Um. Not today. Not today. You. Not today. Have some respect for
1: journalistic integrity, (laughs) man. Rutger Hauer, uh, a Dutch actor and environmentalist, uh, he mostly played just the uh, Roy rain, Batty from Blade Runner. Yes,
0: fuck. and for a second you forgot the word Blade Runner, and you thought f- famous
1: God. for mostly improvising that little tears and rain bit. Did he? Yeah, it was that. Uh, it wasn't entirely
0: improv, but it was oh, mostly good. improv.
1: Fantastic. Like,
0: fuck, even the phases on the Galaxons of Orion and shit. I mean, like, no, that. Was
1: uh, <laughs> I would assume that is the not improvised <laughs> bit, or else he is
0: more of a genius than we will ever know. <laughs> he just made up the bullshit about the tears and the rain. Yeah, it's kind of a ha- kind of a hack observation, if you ask me. But you know, um, yeah, he's done a shitload of like video game
1: stuff recently. Uh, Uh, It sounds like he was a big old lefty in his real (laughs) non-replicant life, so (laughs) good on him, Wale. The real trick.
0: Who the hell is Wale? Is that one of his (laughs) Danish friends? Wale?
1: (laughs) Wale? I hardly knew yet. He's number one on Star (laughs) Meter. Uh, Up 2,321 places this week. Probably
0: because he's fucking dead. Yeah. Let's hope he drops back down to two thousand three hundred and twenty-two, where he belongs. Mm. Uh, news this week that we uh, mentioned briefly a few weeks ago: Taika Waititi's new movie, his new comedy drama, is called Jojo Rabbit. It's a coming-of-age film uh, where he stars Adolf. He stars as Adolf, Adolf Hitler. It's <laughs> Yeah. So it's Taika Waititi written, directed, starring as Adolf Hitler in like the in a weird New Zealand most comedy,
1: New Zealand cross. <laughs> uh Wes Anderson style it 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 smacks a lot of um Moonrise Kingdom yeah but, but but with Hitler, Hitler. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he tweeted from visionistical director Tika Wachichi. Here is a teaser trailer for my anti-hate satire JoJo Rabbit. Mm. Good shit. It says that Alfie Allen did he still have like brackets Hitler voice and brackets? Uh, yeah, he wrote he wrote <laughs> he, he wrote that all in, in accent, right? Which rocks. Uh, Rebel Wilson, Sam Rockwell, Stephen Merchant, Scarlett Johansson, Alfie Allen, Thomason McKenzie, Roman Griffin Davis. Sounds like a fucking Great cast Oh, I'm Thomas and Mackenzie
1: Shit, she was from um, Something Leave No Trace
0: Oh, really? Yeah Oh, she was so good I think yeah. she's ast- I want to s- I no, want to no, say she's, she's Australian <laughs> Oh, right <laughs> you, Yeah, she's crowded sh- house we'll claim, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll claim her soon Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: She's been funned <laughs> That's funny That's yes. a funny joke That's a yeah, no, well, uh, better done. laugh than that Oh, well Whatever Sorry, I'm not, I'm not capable of believing Listeners, if you laughed more than
0: Oscar just did Write in Um Here's another one. Start start singing and making jokes because Roosie Taylor died this week. You don't know who she is, but she was the voice of Minnie Mouse, and she also played several actors, uh, several characters on The Simpsons, including Martin Prince. Martin Prince, that's right. And the uh, creepy-looking twins. Sherry and Terry. Sherry and Terry, Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, damn! It's always a shame when a Simpsons voice actor dies, because you lose all these great characters, and I suppose also a human has died. They were already (laughs) dead, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, like, like, like you lose Martin Prince. It's like Mm. when, um, Edna Krabappel's voice actor dies, and yeah, it's just a character that's been on the show for like thirty years is just gone.
1: Yeah. As I said, every character in The Simpsons died about fourteen or 15 seasons ago. But yeah, Uh, I wasn't quite sure. You' sad that a human Um, died. Yes.
0: Like, like, what's going to happen when the dude? Because like a couple of those people, I'm not going to know any of the names. But you know, a couple of them play like. Yeah, she plays like. Did she get canceled? She got no, canceled. I, no, I think it's fine. Uh, she played like a whole bunch of characters. A couple of them, I think, the two. There's like two dudes on the show that together voice like twenty or thirty characters. If one of them dies, the show is just done. Oh shit! Is she dead? Nancy Cartwright. Yeah. I don't think
1: so. No, she's not. The fourth result was Nancy Cartwright death.
0: Yeah, because people think she's dead because she's an old lady. Oh shit,
1: there's a site called deadoraliveinfo.com and <laughs> all it is is celebrities and whether or not they're dead or alive. That rocks.
0: You should buy it is com. That's yeah. a great domain name. Um, here's another one. Uh, Rutger. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: Have they updated it? They have not updated it. Really? Damn. It's manual? It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> shit, it's got a big... It's got... It's just like a web 2.0 smiley face next to...
0: Someone... Shit. Is there, are these the four symbols?
1: Yeah, they're... Wow. S- someone
0: damn. manually updates this page. These are
1: the four elements, dude. Skull, smiley face, magnifying glass, and question
0: mark. It links to Wikipedia, but this dumbass doesn't know how to... Yeah, look, last updated in March. He's going to have to go through... And update like six months worth of dead celebrities. I don't want to have to do that. I he understand. wakes up
1: every morning. Just this every is... day is a, a waking nightmare for him. This is just going to be a public record forever of yep.
0: which celebrity was dead as of the 18th of March, 2018. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, 2018.
1: No, 2019. 2019. It's slightly sorry. more recent.
0: It's <laughs> still a, still a good historical resource. Uh, Luca Guadagnino is the director of <laughs> Call Me by Your Name. And he's standing on to do an adaptation of The Lord of the Flies, which is, I think, like the, f- the first, at least the first modern
1: adaptation of Lord of the ah, Flies. See, I or didn't realize, we? but the first Lord of the Flies that we watched, I'm going to say Lord of the Fries at least once more during Did this we? episode. I've never
0: watched Lord of the Flies. We, we yeah, we watched
1: th- it in high school. We did. We watched the movie and I feel like it was in Maybe black I and white. Maybe I had a
0: trumpet lesson during that. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> I don't remember.
1: Yeah, that. you missed a shitload of school thanks to learning <laughs> the trumpet.
0: <laughs> and the worst bit is I don't know how to play the trumpet. <laughs> um, yeah. He also recently did the remake of Suspiria.
1: Oh, yes. That weird uh, horror film.
0: The one with Tom York did the soundtrack of. Mm. Uh, I tried to go in the original. Not good. Not good. Hammy. So There's, to there's watch. been a
1: film... Uh, there's been film adaptations of Lord of the... F- Lies in 1963 and 1990. Right, Lord of the Fries is a wonderful restaurant in Melbourne and Sydney. Res- restaurant. It is a fast food <laughs> restaurant. And some of them have some of them have seating.
0: <laughs> Talking about like someone whose favorite restaurant is KFC. It's not KFC
1: because it's different. Because it's all vegan food. It's KF not C. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, but. This isn't a fucking Lord of the Fries podcast. No, that's that's a good idea. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And yes. Lord of the Flies adaptation. I remember not reading this book, so I be. I actually read the whole fucker. Fine. Fuck. and it wasn't bad. Yeah. William Golding. I remember the the, the piggy guy and the glasses and the conch.
1: So we watched the 1990 version. Directed by Harry Hook I definitely haven't seen that yeah, movie Who
0: the fuck is that? He's the director of the 1990 version of Lord of the Fries
1: Ah, I remember now Yeah, He was the director of the 1990 version of Lord of the Fries Yeah
0: um, Anyway, I don't know I, I don't said really... Lord of the Fries Yeah, me too, bro Fuck! <laughs> I think you d- I think you did me in <laughs> I think I just copied you I incepted you <laughs> Yeah, um, Damn yeah it. I don't know, I'm looking forward to that I think Yeah I don't know, it's, it's sure. an, it's an, maybe I'm not, I don't know It's an iconic <laughs> enough <laughs> Mate, please I'll get me. back to you <laughs> If anyone knows my opinion, write it and let me know <laughs> Because I sure as shit don't know Ansel Elgort has seen the Baby Driver course, yeah. 2 script Okay That would be the first They let
1: him into the locked vault <laughs>
0: <laughs> That would be the first ever um, sequel that Edgar Wright has done Right Because of course he's done Edgar Wright Yeah Right Oh right yeah, his, f- his first movie made like $220 million or something. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I said or something, but of course, the only reason why I was able to pull $220 million right. out of my ass yep. is because I had the exact number in front of me. Yeah, But I just wanted to sound cooler. Like, I just kind of knew roughly yeah, how much it Yeah, it's cool to know not know things. Gross. That's yeah. what Obama said. <laughs> I want the new conspiracy theory online to be not that Oscar from Station can't read, but that he chooses not to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: was actually 2269 Nice. Hell yeah.
0: So, of course, he's he's developing that psychological horror film, Last Night in Soho, mm. that's being filmed, I don't know, hopefully in Soho. Uh, <laughs> but he's con- he, he also has, has mentioned several times that he'd like to do a Baby Driver sequel. Right. So, it sounds like that's existing. It sounds like that's happening. Be very excited to get another Edgar Wright mixtape. I thought that first one was brilliant.
1: Yeah, I... It just didn't need a sequel, so I, mean, I hope it tanks and he does a new movie. It
0: could be a completely different idea. It's, it's just another Edgar Wright dumb action movie and he wants to work with Ansel Elgort again. That'd
1: then right. cast him as a new character. Do like a... It could
0: be. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. That'd be weird. But also... No, it, it won't But be. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it would be just as good if it was new shit.
0: Well, I don't know. It had like a like baby driver spoiler or no, and like that nice summery ending. Yeah. Um, but didn't no, it didn't he have? Stuff, didn't didn't he go to prison at the end? I don't remember. I think I think he ended ended with him going to prison. Now that I think about it, sure. I could see a sequel. I think I think it's pretty open ended. Um, a John Wick TV series has been confirmed as a prequel to the movie franchise. Um, it, it's not sure whether or not Keanu Reeves is going to be in the s- series or not.
1: That is a hard sell <laughs> to sell people on John Wick. <laughs> You know uh, what TV everyone loves series. about John Wick. You know is how we the found lore. Out John Wick Four <laughs> was coming out, <laughs> and it kind of ruined it. <laughs> and we were like, "Well, yeah. ah, I don't know." You I
0: don't know, know what about I want John Wick Four? Two seasons worth of this, yeah. But you know with what I want? no Keanu, Reeves. exactly. But with <laughs> no emotional investment. Um, it's in development. It's going to be called the. Oh, it's currently titled the Continental. Right. Um, and it's going to focus on the... It's a reality the TV show hotel. about a hotel. Yep. <laughs> Starring Gordon Ramsay, it says yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, what well, the fuck is this? A fucking <laughs> coin? What do you expect me to buy with this? That's my Gordon Ramsay <laughs> um, impression. I don't know. I could I could definitely see how that could be interesting because I've sort of said in the past how the uninteresting element of the John Wick universe, I was joking before, is though, like the lore and the way they yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. slowly explore it as you go. So if they can have the same sort of action elements and the same sort of cool lore that opens up in all the early episodes that'd be interesting um, and if it's a prequel I don't know it'd be interesting to see like what the whole world was like before John Wick burnt the whole thing to the ground <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> uh, metaphorically metaphorically sure
1: Met me- 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 metaphorically yeah <laughs> sort of <laughs>
0: really saved it there don't worry listen if you haven't seen John Wick you go going f- fresh eyes now um, one of my favourite ever uh, original properties <laughs> is Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah it started as a radio series there was a BBC miniseries that was brilliant there was a movie that was not that good um, I liked it yeah but I think it's, it's Sam I, I like the mini series a lot because oh, it yeah. sort of captured a lot more was. of the actual content. And uh, it
1: was British versus American, right? So yeah, yeah. the mini series was much better. Well, I think
0: yeah, I don't know, but like I th- all the content that was in the movie was stretched out over the whole mini series. So you get, like, a lot more of the weird story and a lot of the weird yeah, Douglas Adamsy yeah. nonsense. Well, the movies,
1: um, uh, the miniseries basically just use the books as, like, a script. Yeah, exactly. Which is good.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, well, the, there's a new series in the works. Right. I would love that. If this was, like, the first time that they ever did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy justice in the modern day with modern effects and everything, that would be fucking great. Because, like, really all there is that I think that it has done it well is this b- low-budget-ass BBC miniseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be so good. There's apparently... I don't, know, I don't know much other information here other than the fact that Hulu is developing the show. Okay. One of the blokes who worked on Lost is working together with... One of the blokes that worked on Wonder Woman. I say blokes because it what doesn't do you- say here whether they're the directors or the writers. Right, yeah. So <laughs> it's I'm like... looking it up. A fu- the, oh, it's got the same best boy. <laughs> someone associated with <laughs> cool. Lost and someone associated with Wonder Woman are doing the catering on the design. same guy I designed like the logo. Guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay, well, we know a lot about that one, and uh, looking forward to
0: it. Yes. They're sort of showrunners, it sounds like. Next. So, the director of Crazy Rich Asians, John M. Chu, Yep. is in the middle of filming his second movie at the moment, called In the Heights. Yes. Or he's shooting a movie with Lin-Manuel Miranda. The okay. guy from Hamilton, called In the Heights. He took a day off filming because his, his son was being born. Right. So, in honor of that, his son's name is Jonathan Heights Chu. Okay. Named his baby son after the movie he's working on. And tweeted it as promo for the movie. Uh. <laughs> a real human man... That's middle name is Heights.
1: Very, very gross.
0: Isn't that weird? Uh, is this real?
1: You tell me, brother. You're the news guy.
0: Introducing Jonathan Heights to the second member of the Tuneverse Space Academy. ChUniverse. I'm exhausted, but not half as exhausted as my wife Kristen, who deserves an award for her achievements today.
1: I'm exhausted, but not half as exhausted as this book <laughs> of baby names. Am I right? <laughs> Went through the whole no. thing. Picked our own.
0: <laughs> Fuck me. It sounds like he's he's congratulating his wife for making a real neat cake. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, giving honey. birth to Jonathan Heights chew. His <laughs> <laughs> middle name is Heights. I hope Heights I hope Heights has like loads of racist <laughs> jokes in it that don't go down very well. Yeah. And this right, kid is named after a, <laughs> <it> <laughs> a just movie with like twenty to to percent on Rotten Tomatoes Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, Birth of a Nation, Chew. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Here's is- Jonathan, Teargaster protesters, <laughs> Chew. Jonathan Schindler's List, Chew. Nice. <laughs> One more. Uh- <laughs>
1: Jonathan 911,
0: Chew. <laughs> okay. So here is a scrap of information from the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenant. Great. a tenant that's being filmed at the moment. I'm uh, writing
1: it down next to the other six scraps of information at the yeah, moment. You're gonna love this, right? Include, so it's a genre film. Now let's let's try and remember this. It's a genre. It's a film. genre film. Great,
0: Christopher uh, about
1: we, an event.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We know we know what the definition of the word tenant is, and that's about all we've got. Right, right. Um, so the news is, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenant movie logo has been revealed. <laughs> <laughs> which indicates that it might have another brain-melting plot. Now, ma- maybe I'll just describe to you the tweet here. It okay. is the way in which this logo has been revealed. It is like a photo of the set that's been taken by some paparazzi photogra- photographer from what looks from like about 300 meters away. meters away. It's probably more like 300 meters, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like one of the film <laughs> production people is holding a clapboard. Yep. Like down by his side, and if you zoom in to the clapboard that's like the size of a fucking postage stamp, you can see very blurrily and pixelatedly that the logo for the movie is printed on the clapboard. That's the news this week. Someone took someone took a photo, a, a you know photo of the photo. You know film what's stamp. annoying? Yeah.
1: They're not wrong, like it Okay, so what they've done <laughs> is that if you imagine Tenet T E N E T. The first three letters are normal and then the second E is mirrored and the last T is vertically mirrored inverted. Ten is a palindrome, so if you flip the word around it. It's like ten has been rotated around the axis of the N symmetrically such that it's once again occurring at the end of the word. But mirrored. Sorry,
0: I, I. So I'm almost understanding. If you could explain it in a more complicated fashion, that so would it, be a lot better. This shape has rotational symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing. But
1: that f- means that, yeah, I guess it's yeah. some it's like flip shit or time shit or like. Yeah. Right.
0: You but can, that's it's it's itself <laughs> but different. <laughs> that's the news we have this week. Right. So it's a genre film that's with an event with a logo that is a palindrome, kind of. So there might be some sort of mind-bending kind of nature to this event genre film. He's your mate. I'm your favorite director. I think it's That's pretty
1: absolutely infuriating, and I'm holding you partially responsible. I think
0: it's completely obvious what's going on here. I like what Cliff Christopher Nolan's going for. This movie sounds promising. Andrew, it sounds great. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I think we have plenty of information from which to draw a conclusion. This MF said Christopher. <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell him. Endgame directors think Keanu Reeves would make a good Moon Knight I don't know what that means. I just think it was a funny headline. Yep. Moving I, on. I also don't know what that <laughs> means. Uh, last are we reading the article, Oscar? No. No, no we, we are not. not. No. Uh, last but certainly not least, director Peter Jackson. Okay. Of Lord of the Rings fame. Uh, and? The Hobbit Part 1, 2, and 3. Thank you. Uh, is, of course, doing this. Remaster of the Let It Be movie that everyone forgot about, but not me. Um, the <laughs> last headline that is not funny, but is saving the last because it's Beatles related, is that he is going to be using unused, never-before-seen Let It Be Beatles footage in this movie. Let It Beatles. Let It Beatles. I think we actually already knew this, so I don't know why it's making it in the headlines again, but I'm just as excited reading this same news for the second time okay. as I was the first time. Sure. Hopefully, well, I guess we already know,
1: but mm-hmm. hopefully it's better than Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Better than? That movie was a
0: steamer. Oh, shit. right. You, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Um, the original better movie. Better than the Danny Boyle film <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> um, it, uh, the original movie was released in May of 1970 and actually won an Oscar for best <laughs> best uh, music by the Beatles. <laughs> kind of nice, isn't it? The Beatles won an Oscar. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did actually, not know anything, that. There you go. You pretty, pretty What what music have you written? I'd say the have you written any music? The soundtrack. Yeah. Organizer mm-hmm. won the Oscar. So uh The Scorer. The scorer. What do you think? Sorry, I'm just I'm just kissing Dream John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back in a second. So I suppose that this new movie of which he's gonna have to uh wade through 55 hours of footage and 140 hours of audio to splice together a coherent documentary Um, will maybe come out in 2020 for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, it does. It says here it's going to be coming out on the 50th anniversary in May of 2020, which is very exciting. The original Let It Be movie is kind of hard to get your hands on because it hasn't been properly re-released since, like, LaserDisc because the existing Beatles people kind of are uncomfortable with it because it shows them all being pricks to each other. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, It's also... No, fuck you. <laughs> well, there's a, jo- there's, a, there's a quote from George <laughs> where, like, he says it shouldn't be... I'm sort of butchering this quote, but he says, like, It almost looks like the Beatles broke up because Yoko sat on an amp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a great <laughs> and, quote. And
0: There's a bit where I, I swear to God, I either dreamed this or it's true. She's sitting on my amp. I think there's a bit where where Yoko eats George's biscuits. <laughs> I swear to God <laughs> that's true. And yeah, uh, George is a bit pissed about it. I might eat, have made that up. Did I leave some biscuits here? Someone <laughs> eat my biscuits. Did John's fucking girlfriend <laughs> eat my biscuits. <laughs> did your fucking girlfriend eat my biscuits, John?
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking
0: about. And she sat on my amp.
1: <laughs> Look, she's sitting on my amp. She's eating my biscuits. <laughs> George is getting more and more Australian <laughs> by
0: the second. She's sitting on my amp. <laughs> she's eating my biscuits. Fucking hell, John. Rape your sheila in. Wait till Ravi Shanker hears about this. <laughs> I'm taking my sitar. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> F- F- fucking hell. <laughs> what are you reckon?
1: Sitar. Sit on my amp. Why don't you? <laughs> fucking everyone else is. <laughs>
0: Uh, Good shit (laughs) That was good shit That was I reckon Right up my alley (laughs) Listeners welcome back (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's all the news I got for this week Yeah Understandable. That's all the news <laughs> I
1: got for my life, I think.
0: <laughs> a bit of beefness or pleasure this week, of mm. course. Beefness or pleasure—the segment where every week Andrew and I have some serious beefness to attend to. This week, of course, Briggsby Bear is the film that we've prepared extensive notes and research on, and we're going to deliver you our spoiler-free review for later. Correct. But in the meantime, this week Andy, I had a bit of—I had a bit of time to myself. I uh, closed the doors and drew the blinds and pulled up the covers and put on a little <laughs> Bee Gees, with some scented candles and. Had a bit of me time.
1: Slept on some uh massage oil and <laughs> went to it.
0: And <laughs> did a bit of oh Oscar. <laughs> oh you can sit on my amp any day. <laughs> <sighs> Yoko <call> isn't here. <laughs> she won't be home for hours. <laughs> I got a space for you right here. <laughs> um had a bit of pleasurable time to myself. I might have I might have engaged in a, in a few filmic activities. That you might not have. What did did you put on in the background? (laughs) I uh, filmed a sex tape this week. (laughs) Okay. uh, uh, You might might have a bit of a vice versa type situation going on, my dude. Okay. I'm sure sure you might have engaged your entertainment faculties in a way in which I haven't. I might have. You might have? Right. Let's launch into it. maps. This week, week, I watched for the first time ever, 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. That's right. You already told me that. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) No, no, I did it. No, uh, we death. never talk off mic. <laughs> never have, never will. And This podcast g- was an accident and we're forced to keep it going because the only way we can communicate about ending the podcast <laughs> is on the podcast. And from
0: this completely sociopathic dialogue we've been having this episode, it almost sounds like we haven't spoken in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, to just anyone. Yeah. We haven't spoken to another human we're being We're also in two not weeks. speaking to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We record this dialogue separately yeah. and splice. Well, it I'm together. just going to yell dialogue <laughs> into this microphone. La <laughs> la 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 la. I'll tell you what; it almost sounds sometimes like we are recording separate dialogue. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we can't even hear each other.
1: No, nah, um, no talkovers. <laughs> 20 Twenty-eight days, days later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. You've always said it's one of your favourite horror movies or like thriller movies or whatever. Um, thriller, thriller. I've always. I mean, here's the thing:
1: that's thriller with a New Zealand accent. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's my last one (laughs) It was also your first one How many others are buzzing around in your head You're like, you know what, that was the best one I'm going to get it out and you're done (laughs) My last interruption (laughs) Alright I guess I do have more of them (laughs) Definitely wasn't my first Or your last (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know we argue a lot about what the definition is between a holo <laughs> between a horror and a thriller,
1: between a holler and a thriller,
0: <laughs> I don't really know where this was because I did not think it was. I mean, it was more like a thriller. Yeah, it's a zombie, a zombie movie.
1: movie. Whatever, yeah. it's
0: a zombie movie. Um, famously made for Andrew, what twelve dollars or something? <laughs> yeah, it certainly that. looks like it. Fuck,
1: or eight million when you're adjusting for inflation.
0: <laughs> the first thing that um struck me watching it, uh, of course, Killian Murphy plays the main character who wakes up in an almost Day of the Triffids style scenario mm. where he's knocked out in some accident. I don't remember what it is. It's not important. It's hit by a bus. Yeah, right. Um, he wakes up after being in a coma for uh, I think a what month. a month. Yeah, about twenty-eight days. <laughs> um, no, it's a month. Right. Um, oh, it's February. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because thir- thirty days have September, <laughs> April, June. Yeah, February, like right? It
1: was a leap year. The joke
0: doesn't <laughs> work now. <laughs> fuck! He wakes up in a, he wakes up after being in a coma for like a month to find out that the whole fucking world has ended in a like zombie apocalypse style scenario. Uh, so it's a really cool opening montage of him wandering through like modern day London and all the streets are deserted. One of those like fuck, how'd they get that shot? Like walking across the bridge, Big Ben in the background, through. Uh, oh,
1: Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar with Square, no, like with no pigeons. Yeah, which is fucked because if you've been there, there's always like 25 million pigeons. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that they managed to get the pigeons, I don't know. I genuinely I don't know. Don't know I mean, how they got the pigeons out of
0: Trafalgar Square? I imagine they must. <laughs> That's a great title for an indie movie. <laughs> how they got the pigeons out of Trafalgar <laughs> yeah. Square? Yeah. Um, I genuinely don't know. I imagine they must <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I thought you were just <laughs> just, just interrupting me. <laughs> just 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 to the point of going blah 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 now it's <laughs> like not even to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> he was shooting hypothetical <laughs> pigeons while I'm trying to review my movie. <laughs> 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 I apologize. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. I assume they would have had to film it at like four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday or something, yeah, when all the asleep. <laughs> <pigeons are laughs> <state.
2: laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when all the bitches <laughs> 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 I enjoyed the movie, man. I don't know. Now, one thing I noticed is how dog shit the image quality is in this movie. Yeah. like I think looked... this was filmed on. Yeah, I, go- I had to Google. cameras. Because I, go- I rented it on iTunes and the download is like 8 gigabytes and it looked terrible. And I, I g- Googled it and the only thing I could find was like Cinefile wank forums from like 2008 where people are complaining that it's a poor HD transfer. But I'll tell you what, the nerds are right. It looks like it was filmed with like standard deaf handycams or something. Which is fine. It's not fine. It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't imagine how terrible it would have looked on the cinema screen. And yeah. they the last five minutes, weirdly, are in completely high definition. <laughs> so like, I don't know whether they could only afford to rent a high def camera i don't know whether it's, it's we worse you can get a
1: red cam for 8 minutes yeah, of footage right. <laughs> is it
0: worse if they film that last or first
1: yeah oh first like you don't <laughs> want to downgrade the footage halfway through the movie
0: <laughs> um Terrible. So I don't know if that's what it actually looked like, but it was really distracting to me. How it looked like a bad download.
1: The compression algorithm probably also didn't help. Like well, it was an aching oh, on it. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't yeah. know. I, I enjoyed the movie. It was really cool. Um, we were sort of talking the other week about prospect and about like minimal storytelling and that kind of thing. I, was something that impressed me about twenty-eight days later was similarly how they um, very quickly established how people had learnt this daily life style stuff. Um, how to, how to survive in the zombie apocalypse my favorite bit of that was like the apartment
1: building with um dozens and dozens of trolleys piled up at the bottom of it yeah. so like a the zombies can't really get through it and b even if they try it's so loud that you know that they're coming <laughs> so you have a chance to and it, all they had was like yeah just put like 500 shopping trolleys in a pile like yeah yeah um
0: yeah really cool and then like the way in which that they had you know, so, so like stealing from shops and going from place to place and the little small... It was I like the fact that it was a low... It seems like the low-budget aspect of the movie forced them to keep in these small little intimate sets and environments. Like, there's a whole sequence of the movie that's out on this, like, country estate in the middle of nowhere in a little manor house. So even though... They're like with this 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 militia type group of survivors, and they're in a zombie apocalypse. A lot of the movie is more about the dynamic between the survivors, more than it is about the zombies itself. Kind of like The Walking Dead, right? A lot of what's really good about The Walking Dead uh, comics and show and everything is that aspect of like how humans are still humans even after the zombie apocalypse. Which I right. suppose is, I don't know. It's more. It's always been more interesting to me as that rather than like zombie gore which I think is less interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, that,
1: that stuff doesn't interest me much at all.
0: And this was like a fast zombies thing, but I didn't... Despite all that, I, maybe it's that we've had fast zombies for so long that I didn't notice how different it was, but like, I didn't right. really notice that it was very... I didn't notice the fast zombies. I think we missed the
1: era of zombies that shuffled, right. really. And so like for us, yeah, that's been most of it. Like my I, One of my first zombie experiences was Left Dead, which is a video game that was based on Maybe not based entirely on but this yeah. movie was out about the same time and it was awesome. So yeah, I miss the Day of the Dead kind of shuffling zombies. So yeah, I guess it just feels normal. Yeah. But good execution. The mansion scene that you mentioned when all of the they're they're with all the military guard. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite
0: Like sequences? Uh, yeah, in,
1: in any movie because it's so cleverly done. Um, it's really thrilling and horrifying and... Um, it's
0: really cool and kind of unsettling. And, yeah, and the yeah.
1: music that's going over the top of it, it has it's one of those... Uh, it's got a really powerful theme, main theme, that plays like again when this particular scene is happening. It's just a really like eerie guitar. Yeah,
0: the whole atmosphere of the world building was really interesting and yeah. really exciting, and um, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a movie that I haven't been fucked to watch ever. Yeah, and I'm kind of, kind of glad I went in. I think I don't think zombie movies are ever something that really impressed me that much or interest me that much. I remember really liking I Am Legend when that came out. That was fun. Yeah. That Will uh, the Will Smith movie. Um, damn it! And I think that's the only other one I've seen recently that has that comes to mind that has the fast zombie thing. Right, Because right, they're kind right, of fast right, right. zombies. There's yeah, like yeah, they are. they yeah. Oh, dudes. they run like hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have much else to say other than that, but I think I've, I've, I've had you recommending it to me for ages, and I finally got around to it because it was like $3 on iTunes. Yeah. Worth watching, I think. You know what I think the difference is? I think the difference is between,
1: like, kind of movies before and after this is that all of these movies are, uh, they're not actually zombies. They're humans that are infected with a virus. Right. Same with I Am Legend, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas like Day of the Dead, the horrifying thing is they're actual zombies, where like yeah. they're dead. So and Walking Dead style stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're proper dead. Fuck so. man.
0: a lot of this makes me just want to go back on in the Walking. When I was on my um uh, <laughs> my gap year, year, um, I read like the first hundred issues of the Walking Dead comics, mm. and they're so good. As being someone not being someone that was really much into comics at all, you can read them all on the iPad. And so yeah. I, I got them all and went, there's an app, and you, it worked really well. I recommend it. Um, Paid for
1: every issue. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh, no,
0: yeah were, whatever. There were sales, and it, it doesn't, I'm not going to get into the, the micro economy of no, no, the no, comiXology no. <laughs> iPad app. But, but, yeah. Well, yeah, well, whatever, it worked really well. It's a good format for the iPad. And you can zoom in on the stuff. And it, has, it doesn't matter. I, I read them all on the iPad, and the storytelling in the Walking Dead comic is really good. Yeah. And it has a similar kind of, the paranoia of like, did they get bit? Are they hiding that they got bit? Right. Type thing happens in The Walking Dead a lot as oh, well. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's something that happens in this movie as well. Mm. Have you got anything for beefness or pleasure? Um, No, I haven't had a whole lot of time.
1: I watched, uh, no movies, sorry, but I did watch uh, a few more episodes of Stranger Things. Yeah? three. Where are you up to? Uh, I finished episode four. What do you reckon? I'm, I'm back in. Yeah. So, okay, there were two episodes. There was an episode last season. It's the one where Elle went on her little punk rock spree. Yeah. Um, That felt like... Uh, I I turned to my partner and we were both watching it together. We we're both really big fans of the first season and up to there at the second season. And we turned to each other like halfway through and I was <laughs> just like... The going Are you on? fucking hating this? And she's like, yeah, what the fuck is this episode? And it makes no sense. And it doesn't fit at all. And it starts and ends in exactly the same place. But Elle is wearing a different costume. It serves no narrative purpose because yeah. it doesn't develop her character at all. It's really it's weird. fucking bizarre. <laughs> and if you look up all of the like credits for that episode, basically some fucking producer on the show who's never written anything in his life wrote that episode and there are interviews with the Duffer brothers where they're like, yeah, look, we almost cut that from the whole season. (laughs) And the guy who wrote it is a producer on the show. So you know he was just like, I'm writing this episode and it's going in the fucking show. And they're like, like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's terrible. So the first two episodes of this season feel like that now that I've watched two more because they – Also, similarly feel extremely hollow, like they don't really serve much of a purpose. It's um, vastly overstating my case there, but they are really unentertaining, and it was kind of like, I'm not going to enjoy this season at all if this keeps going at the same pace. Yeah. But... After they're done with the bullshit, it even like char- it, it was as if after the first two episodes, someone flicked a switch and they were back into like Stranger Things mode with yeah. that stuff that you it's really weird, enjoy. Hey. So bizarre, like characters change and their they're acting, especially Hopper. He it's like, oh, it's he's back. He felt so weird in the first two episodes, and now yeah. it's like, oh, he's back to normal. It's fucking bizarre. It is it's really. It's almost weird. like they started in episode, they started with episode three, they started filming, and everyone was like, this is what we're doing. And then they went, like at the end of filming, they were like, actually guys, we're doing two more episodes and we're going to start, uh, we're going to start the season with them. They're going to be like big expounding on what happened between seasons, episodes. And everyone was just like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And they're like, Yeah. And your character's a bit obsessed with something that he's never been obsessed before with. <laughs> and you guys are just horny teenagers. And you're horny teenagers. And you're horny teenagers. And you're
0: also horny teenagers. Yeah. And I was
1: like, Fuck this. I didn't think. It w-
0: I didn't think the first two episodes were done very well by any means, but I didn't hate them. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we're the short version of what we're getting on here is a conversation I've had with several people off air, which is like, if you haven't been able to get in on Stranger Things. Get back into it. Season three gets really good yeah, you after it. you get through those first couple episodes. God. You could almost skip the first two episodes. No, I disagree. I mean, don't. You need them.
1: Don't, because you unfortunately need them. There's a lot of setup. Uh, yeah. for shit later on and all that sort
0: of stuff it's the yeah. first two it's, it's it's a quarter of the show but like yeah. I think that I don't know I think a lot of the character stuff gets set there's a lot of stuff with Billy that gets set up the Hopper struggling to be a parent to a right. teenage girl stuff might be a bit ham-fisted but I definitely see where they're coming from and I don't think that his like change of character is uh, like wildly unbelievable I like Hopper a lot yeah
1: and I hated him in the first two episodes. Yeah. And now, and now I'm back to liking him in the last two that I've watched. Like, yeah. it's, it's bizarre how it's much... It's really weird. ...he backflips on... He, he's
0: such a good actor. His personality feels completely different. It's strange. It's bizarre. I, I think that's what I mean. Like, those first two episodes, I don't think they're very well done. But I agree with all the shit they're trying to set up. Like, the stuff with, like, Hopper being yeah. uncomfortable showing his emotional side to his daughter... ...in, oh, in relation okay. to, like, sex and romance stuff, where he's like... Well, I, can, I know how to be sensitive to a human being, but when I have to think think about L kissing a boy and having sex with a boy all of a sudden you like freak out kind of mm. thing you know um, and so I can see where that kind of anxiety comes from and then all the stuff with uh, Dustin coming back and all of his friends having girlfriends and he's like oh I have a girlfriend too and like Will We'll uh, kind of to being out of the friendship group yeah. and not really having a girlfriend, and just being like, "Why can't we just play D and D like we used to?" And I think those are really cool dynamics. And it just feels like it's a bit ham-fisted in the first two episodes. I think you're right. Like actually, it's annoying.
1: Even like the stuff with the shopping mall and Steve and the Robin. What's Robin, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I actually agree. Um, it's yeah. that it's not a bad narrative, yeah. But that all of how it's executed is is very grating and annoying. Yeah. I found.
0: I do think though that you. It doesn't ever come back to being grating and annoying. I think that, like, the stuff that gets set up is good and interesting and makes for a good season. Right. I just wish that the first two. Is, and, and, like, it, it almost seems like an 80s hammy pastiche. Like, it even has, like, hot women at the pool with, like, a lollipop in their mouth, like, staring open mouthed at the dude with the abs. Right. As rock guitar plays. It's as like, he walk is past this a Ray's music like, video? Hi,
2: ladies. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's it it feels like it's self-aware and sort of having fun with it but then it does it like six more times and you're right. like all right well at this point like i don't really know how much of a license you get to be i had fun with it i just feel like the more you talk about it the more you criticize it the more I'm sort of second guessing myself but like i can us definitely see where you're coming from where that 80s pool is that specifically the 80s pools sexy stuff was a little on the nose for you
1: yes yeah. Uh, but not any more so than a lot of the rest of the show. Like, not any more so than any of the shots in the shopping malls yeah. were on the nose. I felt like all of it was on the nose. Um, the thing that... An- another thing that, that, like, is was shockingly frustrating in the first two episodes was their hyper-saturation with the music. Um, yeah, that was really weird. There like was never music not playing. It was just constantly backed by some well, non-diegetic music track, and it would even do, like, the weird 90s... Or early two thousands, like teen movie thing, where there would be like a rock song that starts, and you only get like ten seconds of the rock song because it's <laughs> just playing over this moment where someone's looking at someone else and going, and they're both like smiling and nodding or whatever, and they're <laughs> like, "Let's go do this <laughs> thing," and then it <speaking> <comes toda> like <laughs> <mumbles> and then it cuts the next scene, and it's like, that, that's, that is shit. But then it
0: stops doing it again completely. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice that. Some- see something you pointed out that music was that off air and I I mentioned that I think a lot of that music stuff happens with the the original score in the first few seasons a lot more so the first few seasons I don't think I think maybe specifically you didn't realize how much of the synth music in the background it's all all original composed score and all the Mm. dreamy like bell synth type type notes that play in the background and stuff it's this all original score they had done which is brilliant and I think a lot of that comes back for season three later on in the season, so it is weird. It's yeah, just the in the episodes p- that I'm in, it's, I've noticed yeah.
1: that the score is back. And, yeah, and it's so
0: it's, it, it's just like for our first few the first few episodes, it's just like they had the license to use Aerosmith and all this weird <laughs> shit. And they were just like, let's just let's just get this in. If I could have paid. $10
1: for a super cut of all of the interesting story points from those two episodes, which meant that I didn't have to watch them, I would have paid for
0: that. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think they were that bad, but I'm glad you got through it, because I think the rest yeah, of the yeah. season is brilliant. Yeah. Um, that about it for Beatrice some Pleasure this mm, week? Great. Well, if you want to go in on Stranger Things, get in on Stranger Things. We'll do a spoiler cast, hopefully, for it soon, or once we've all finished it. 28 Days Later, recommend it. Yeah. Get in on those listeners. <laughs> Time to dive in on the movie we did this week, boy. Mm. Uh, so this week we, of course, covered the comedy drama produced in 2017 called Brigsby Be Bear.
1: Which I had never heard of.
0: i never heard of it. We both listened to a podcast called Filthy Casuals with a couple of Melbourne comedians. And they mentioned it on an episode recently as being a sort of a movie that flew under the radar and. I think I remember having seen it when I worked at the cinema in the poster. office. So I've I've missed it but I had never seen it. It
1: didn't get a wide release and it also only made like five hundred thousand dollars at the box office, so yeah. um, it
0: probably wasn't a super expensive film to make, but I bet
1: it would have cost more than that.
0: It seems like it in, in in production design at Shipman, it looks like this would have cost a shitload. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. so it stars this kid, James. Yeah. Who seems to be sort of he's not really a kid, he's like a he's like Early twenties, and he lives but, but, with yeah, his, He lives with his parents, played by Mark Hamill, and oh, an actress whose name I've forgotten. And they live in this like bunker
1: thing. Yeah, so they they live underground because the outside world's air is toxic, and they live on this. Um, I guess it's probably like post-apocalyptic. Um, it seems like, it, like it it, it like- is Earth. When they go
0: outside they have to put gas masks on. Yeah. And they have this like old school ass eighties, nineties looking technology. Right. But he so he's got like a webcam that he uploads these like shitty ass nineties looking videos about this T V show that he watches. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: there's only one television show left and uh, it's called Briggsby Bear and it's like this whack sci-fi show that's really like, similar it, it's to like a kids
0: show though. it's like Barney the Dinosaur Ass yeah.
1: like it's like Doctor Who like old, old Doctor Who but it's also an educational program yeah. so they'll be like oh you saved the day Briggsby Bear and remember two multiplied by two <laughs> is four because yeah and then they like overly explain some stuff Yeah, it's yeah, really endearing to see how much he loves this stuff, and it's basically like his entire world. He's
0: absolutely obsessed with it. He's got all the um, all the VHS tapes that get like mailed in.
1: Yeah, and uh, all heaps of posters up in his room. What's the cu- curiosity is?
0: Remember, curiosity is an unnatural compulsion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, stuff like that. Weird. Yeah. Very. <laughs> the shows really, wi- weird really weird stuff. Then. Yeah. He's got all uh, the Duna cover and all the shit. His parents like, are really great. Mark Hamill is such a fucking great actor. Yeah. You don't see him in
1: much live action stuff ever. No. No. There's been a, he, He's having a bit of a, a Reevesian moment. Yeah. With being brought back in on Star Wars and such. But yeah. Yeah. People might not know this, but he does so much uh, voice acting. He's basically, if they ever have the Joker in anything animated ever, it's him. <laughs> it's him. Um, so that includes like video games or uh, yeah, any uh, basically anything animated.
0: I think he was um, also in Avatar: The Last Airbender as a character for a long time. That like people were like, "Fuck, that's Mark Hamill!" Like, right. He's, he's been in all sorts of crazy uh, yeah, shit.
1: Uh, heaps of other animated stuff. Um, just does so much voice acting. Work. Yeah, and he does like not just the Joker. He does. Uh, he's probably got like hundreds of credits for voice acting under his name um, which is weird because he's so good that you don't really notice like oh that's Mark Hamill it's just that he can bend his voice in really interesting ways it's insane he's such a
0: talented voice actor and he's a really good good actor as well I really enjoyed watching him in live action I haven't seen him in anything live action since fucking Star Wars Mm. you forget that he was Luke Skywalker yeah
1: I don't think I've seen him in anything either yeah
0: oh of course the new ones I forgot that he was in the new ones as well but like (laughs) I haven't seen him in really anything other than the Star Wars movies (laughs) it's live action um <laughs> so he has
1: uh 340 acting credits, right? Fuck and right you, off. You know how much he's like—he's pr- probably acted in maybe 30 movies <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like the rest of it is, yeah, voice
0: acting. Yeah, stuff. god. Um, so I think that's probably all you need to know about the movie if you don't want anything and you want to go in cold. It's—it's mm. it's a funny, quirky dr- uh, comedy
1: about this family about existing this family in this post-apocalyptic world.
0: It sort of starts to crumble apart a bit, and his world starts to sort of fall to pieces in interesting ways and he uncovers strange inconsistencies about what his parents are telling him that
1: um, he realises they might not be telling him the whole truth about
0: what the world is like outside Um, and that's I think about as much as you would want to know at all if you want to go and see it cold. I enjoyed watching it without knowing anything about it.
1: Yeah, so we're going to enter phase one of spoilers. <laughs> and we're going to ditch the ditch the non-spoiler
0: module. Right. I so think I think... All of this shit's in the... I think this shit's in the trailer though. But we, ju- we just personally have established that we think it's better to not know.
1: And we did know this next bit coming up. Yeah. Um, the premise of this next part. So I think it's definitely still a really enjoyable movie even if you do know this next bit. But... If you want the full, 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 full... Beef beef experience. Beef experience, then, yeah, (laughs) we would recommend watching it. Going in completely cold. Yeah. That said, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler. So, one day, he decides to sneak out at night, um, but obviously, uh, the outside air is toxic, so he ends up putting on a gas mask uh, and going outside, um, and he's just sitting there out at night, kind of by himself, kind of like a kid that's just decided to sneak into the backyard and look at the stars or whatever. And uh, he sees these lights on the horizon and it's flashing blue and red. Uh, It's cops and they all pull up. He tries to run back down into the house. He wakes up his parents. uh, But by the time he does that, they're already there. And he is taken away by the police, clearly not understanding anything that's going on. And... It becomes very clear, very quickly, that he was abducted as a baby by April and Ted, who played by yeah, Mark Hamill and Jane Adams, and now he...
0: He's just in the normal modern day.
1: He has been on Earth the whole time in our modern day. Normal he's world. Just been Kept kept in an underground house out in the Nevada desert by kidnappers who raised him since he was an actual baby, so he's never known anything else. But they obviously were aware of the outside world. They were like brainwashing him and basically homeschool him. And yeah, exactly. And so, like, he knows how to speak. It's not like um, he's not like Genie, the child that was raised without people around. But he's not had any experience outside of these two people. Um, so he's clearly quite (laughs) like maladapted but most definingly he takes Brigsby Bear the show into this outside world being the really the only cultural touch point he has for everything it being an educational source it being his entertainment um, it being any like most of his materialist identity as well because he he, like his shirts have the logos on it and stuff like all of his possessions are rooted in it and yeah, I guess the next thing that happens is we find out that he meets his family, uh, basically his real parents. And so the next phase of the film... So I, all that that first bit happens in maybe the first five or ten minutes. Yeah. And then the next... M- the rest of the film is sort of about him... Um, Coming to terms with the outside. Yeah, d- adapting to life in, but in, in this family. And
0: importantly, you find out that Brigsby Bear was a show only made for him by his fake parents. Yeah. So his fake parents made up the show completely, all 20 seasons of it and filmed it and made up this whole fucking sci-fi universe with all the costumes and props and puppets and hired actors and everything and put the shows on VHS and gave them to their kid and pretended it was a real show. Right. And that's... That's Briggsby Bear, and so the only touch point he has with society was completely made up.
1: Right, and so he, yeah, like he enjoyed going on online forums and talking. He thought people all over the world were watching this show, but was, he's the only human that's ever watched. And it was it. just his
0: mum in the next room pretending to be all the different people right. on the chat forums and in the comment section on the videos that he was watching. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Which is great. <laughs> it's such a cool idea for yeah, a movie. It's a really cool idea. <laughs> Uh, uh, and also, this show Briggsy Bear actually looks pretty cool. This whack ass Humphrey Bear ass nineties
1: fucking a cross between Humphrey Bear, Doctor Who, and uh, Tim Tim and Eric, yeah. <laughs> like just <laughs> very strange acting, strange writing.
0: Or if you've ever seen the Community, you know in Community, Troy and Arbed have their rip off version of Doctor Who called Inspector Space Time, right? That they have done a couple episodes of that, that are similarly trash and terrible like, it's that same kind of thing
1: like the Goldilocks <laughs> amount of shit <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: where it's just so interesting because of just how sort of shit it is but it's very cleverly shit there's a
0: lot of like oh the amulet of Verox and the crystal staff of yeah. Scylampathar
1: it, it it reminded me what was that movie uh, the Jim Henson one that we were talking about just before the, the- Dark crystal. Dark crystal. It's like it feels like it could be that. Yeah, you know? right. But then it's yeah. But so dodgy al- as all
0: the character, <laughs> half the characters in the show are like ripoffs and shit. Like he shows a poster for the show that he managed to get from the bunker to one of his new friends, and he's like, well, "That's just Donald Duck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like,
1: "No, it's not. It's this other guy." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I think it's it's book because so then the whole film, the whole film is this, the character James constantly referencing Bringsby Bear to everyone and trying to get people into it, and they see it. This sign of like him not having let go of this traumatic past, right? And he's like, "No, it's my whole fucking childhood, and it's my whole identity." Um, and the whole movie is him deciding he's going to make a Briggsby Bear movie, yeah, right, with his friends,
1: with his new his new mates from the real real world. One of the interesting questions that this film sort of asks is, um, if you are dealing with like a victim of abuse or trauma, that barely has another point of reference and is so embedded in that life. Pulling them out, like how much of a trauma is then removing them from that and arguably kind of like trying to return them to the, the real world, well, you know, because like it's raised in the film a few times that like, this seems to be, this is closure for the parents but it's not really closure for
0: him because right. so, he
1: was really happy.
0: And so I think, it, yeah, I think more in specifically that in terms of the, the world of the movie, he's really happy and grew up in a happy family mm. raised by people he didn't even realize were his kidnappers because he was kidnapped as
1: a baby. They were never abusive to him. They taught
0: him really well. Yeah. They, had, they had this great show that they made for him and he loved it and they engaged with him about it and encouraged him to learn and study and stuff. Um, and so then for him to be ripped out of this existence where he was happy... And to be told, oh, actually, you were a victim, and you should be happy right. that we've ripped you out. It does a really like good we're job helping of helping you. Yeah, right, exactly. And it, but it is so clearly for his his real parents, and less for him. Yeah, like he's trying to talk about Briggsby Bear, and they're like shut up about Briggsby Bear. We're your real parents. Let's go fishing and yeah. play basketball. And he doesn't give a fuck. Right. Um, the film does a really good job of showing the real world and his real family as so bland and lifeless and cold and sterile almost.
1: Yeah, that's true. Even through like their performances, where his sister is quite like the moody, moody teenager, yeah. doesn't really, s- barely speaks at all, isn't very animated.
0: Yeah, and yeah. his real parents don't really know how to talk to him. They do, it and they're like, yeah, cool. Um, we'll be here if you want us.
1: Yeah, the dweeby white suburban parents.
0: Yeah. yeah, and they have like they show him through the whole house They meet the dog and this is the kitchen and this is your sister and they go, this is your room and it's this completely blank, empty, like, boring brown room. Yep. Um, does a really good job of, like, asking the question of, like, well, who, where was he better off? Was he better off yeah. in his bunker with the kidnappers where he was happy and had an exciting life that he loved? Right. Or was he better off in this world he doesn't understand where, like, people make fun of him and laugh at him for not really fitting in?
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like, the real victims were sort of the parents initially, like, his his real parents. Yeah. But then... Yeah, how do you how do you resolve that situation? Because for them, like they had a child stolen, that's obviously terrible. But then once the child is so established in this world, but also like it's unethical to keep the child in this world. <laughs> it's, it's such just, an it interesting is, premise for a comedy movie, <laughs> right? And it is really a comedy movie. It's not sitting there trying to be trying to kind of answer these questions. It's just sort of. I mean, I think it's indicative that it was produced by The Lonely Island. Yeah. Um. And Andy Samberg uh, plays a role in this film, a supporting role, but a role nonetheless. And it sort of just has that edge of absurdist comedy like those guys do, like satirical. It's such a
0: whack idea for a movie.
1: Right. So it's not trying to be deep and philosophical, but the premise is so interesting that it sort of is without it it needing to directly address those things. They're just sort of ticking away in the back of your head, being like... What is... Like, yeah. How Who is in the right here? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what would you do different in this yeah. situation? You know, it's like no one really wins. Like, they did this fucked up thing and they kind of committed like an, almost an original sin. Yeah. Stealing a baby. And then no one caught them for such a long time that now it's a different violation of someone's rights. So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, but... Touching on the comedic aspects of the film, it, it is mostly a comedy, and it's so laugh-out-loud funny. Yeah, there are lo- it's so well written with loads of tiny little jokes crammed in everywhere, like to the point where like he goes to his new computer that he has never seen before and goes to Google something, and <laughs> has what, to the delete thing he a previous... the the, the, Google, the thing he previously Googled is also hilarious. Yeah, or he like types <laughs> stuff into Google and says thanks. Um, yeah, all the movies. When they go into the cinema to show him what a movie is for the first time, they're all fake movie posters for fake movies, right. and the movie they watch is Tim and Eric. Yeah, it's doing a <laughs> fake like teen sports like Tim movie.
1: Being like, "Where'd you learn to shoot a puck like that?" It's, <laughs> it's so funny, man! Every and he absolutely thing loves it.
0: That Tim Heidecker says yeah. is hilarious. I'm
1: calling him the Mozart of sketch comedy. <laughs> I just
0: don't, be, I don't understand like, why it, he's so funny. No.
1: No like, one knew how Mozart wrote music, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, wh- he just did, and it was brilliant. Ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And the attention to detail with tiny little jokes, like he's only ever watched fucking uh, Briggsby Briggs Be Be Bear... Bear. And so he goes to a party and some kid's wearing a Star Trek t-shirt and he goes, oh, cool. Is that a bear speeder on your shirt? A bear speeder? And speater. the guy goes, uh, yeah, uh yeah. s- Star Trek. And, like, <laughs> without trying to kill
1: the joke, what's funny about that <laughs> is that you know that Mark Hamill was so limited in his creative <laughs> ideas that he called it a bear speeder. Like, that's what it's... It's, like, operating on a... It's constantly referencing back to his, like, traumatic past... Through these tiny yeah. through, like through the lens of Briggsby be Bear. It's very clever in the way that it does that. Oh man. And so like there are a few cliches that I didn't really love in this, like going him going to the party scene, it's always I feel like if there's any time it's it's like if he were an alien that had crash landed on the planet in, in a nineties movie about an alien that looks like a human, they <laughs> would take him to a party and he would have to learn human things like drinking yeah. and drugs. So that was a little bit like <sighs> fine, okay, here we go. And but hilariously then, it's
0: still pretty Good. In the party scene, there's a weird, awkward sex scene. Yeah. And you realized that the girl that tries oh, yeah. to have weird, awkward sex with the main character James, um, she's like twenty and his character is like twenty-five or something. Yeah. Is the same girl, the same actor. That had weird, awkward sex with the main character from mid-90s, like, three weeks ago. (laughs) And I
1: picked that shit concerningly fast. But,
0: like, (laughs) weirdly, in mid-90s, it's, like, almost a grown woman having sex with, like, a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. And so she's the one that's in the wrong, kind of. Yeah, she's predatory. Right. And then in this film, she is, like, a young woman... Trying to have sex with a dude who's like twenty, the mind of a child. But because he has the mind of a child, still somehow she's the one that's the predatory one in the wrong. Yeah. Even though he's a twenty-five-year-old like,
1: dude, been typecast as a predator regardless <laughs> of the ages of any of the characters. Yeah, like, literally,
0: yeah. she's trying to have sex with, a, with like a white dude eight years older than her, and she's still the weird predator. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I had to make a
1: remake of Lolita, where the young girl was the one that was like. Basically, the assaulter, then I would just cast her. Yeah. This
0: poor actress has been typecast as a sex pest. And yeah. She's only 22.
1: Yeah. No, she's 20. She was born uh, months after me. She is 25. And you checked. <laughs> no, I was checking for mid-90s because I thought of how fucking weird it was that, that it a 25-year-old so had to make out with a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, it was really In weird. real life, on the screen. <laughs> that is really God, weird. just a matter Oh, Ugh. Ugh. Well, even for
0: art, like, just, yeah. oh, yeah, can you just mack with this 12-year-old? Like, oh, <laughs> <ugh>, God. <laughs> One thing I really did like in this movie, another thing I really did like in this movie is the depiction of the friendship between him and, I don't know, his filmmaker friend that they decide to make the Brigsby the Bear Spencer. movie with. Spencer? Yeah, the played French- by
1: George Lindenberg.
0: The friendship they have is so wholesome and cool, and I like the, um, it didn't feel like a wacky comedy friendship, it felt like a real like a real kind of friendship in a movie where yeah. like they were like really excited to be making this movie together. I don't know. It was so wholesome. It and doesn't,
1: fun. it doesn't dwell too much on it, but it, it's pretty clear that this dude is like one of the likable fucking nerds, like yeah. Trek nerds. Yeah. So yeah, he, he obviously like is way more um, keen to be friends with this also weird,
0: but, Way less well adjusted
1: nerd, yeah. Um, who kind of, yeah, is interested in the same sort of stuff. I reckon that's the
0: thing, it's like a fun nerd boy, that's really wholesome, French r- yeah. rom
1: comedy drama. I, I reckon that this movie would not have been the same if the character performance of James had been. Different or, oh, or worse. Yeah, he was so Kyle good. Mooney plays James and he just does an unbelievable job. He's so funny. He he has the speech mannerisms of someone that I would reckon would be diagnosable with autism spectrum <laughs> disorder. Like he stutters and kind of restarts his sentences a but, bunch. But then also like a lot of it is
0: clearly because he hasn't spoken to other people before
1: yeah he's awkward and uncomfortable and it seems like when he's talking about brigsby it doesn't happen as much because he's confident and he knows yeah. what he's trying
0: to say which is so gut wrenching when it's the when it's the, he finds out it's the one thing or it's one it's one of the many things in his life that was completely fictional and, and completely no one made else up, knows about it. And yeah no one so else he gets just it. has
1: it's it's a yeah once again it's a really clever metaphor for having no shared context with other human beings yeah so but yeah his performance was just fantastic uh, his like insertion into his own character <laughs> kind of rivals like christian bale yeah <laughs> um for how much he just becomes this dude like i i'm gonna go and look up interviews um we we watched this sh- the movie immediately before we yeah. the podcast so we didn't have <laughs> too much time but it sounded like in the one interview that we did watch that he didn't have any of the mannerisms that james no. had which means he had no, to adopt did. this Really extremely nuanced but convincing character. Well it
0: sounds like they've had this movie cook it up for a little while because they said in that little interview that he thought of the idea for the movie like eight years ago. Right. And apparently okay. he's he's like been like childhood friends with the people he made the movie with. So it's like oh, a, that's cool. I love these like director like feature debut movies that is like someone's pet project. Yeah. Like um like mid nineties Jonah Hill was so excited in every interview I watched him talking about like I can't believe you guys all know what mid 90s is Yeah, it was just this movie that I just would would like write in my bedroom to relax when I was feeling stressed out I would just write I've been writing it for years and now it's out similarly with this it seems like it's the sort of movie that's been crafted with love and care and attention because they've been thinking about it for like years right in the same way as I think like cool, like debut albums are all often really interesting, mm. because you get an infinite amount of time to prepare for your debut project, and then after that you have to be releasing a project every couple of years, otherwise it's like what happened to those guys? Yeah, yeah, um yep. I really love this, but yeah, he was a really great performer, and so- something that I think we both noticed was how he he manages to deliver like every line just eighty percent normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, uh, really like rehearsed. Someone offers him a drink and he goes, Yes, I would like one of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I can't do it justice. But the, all the lines are written really he, well. He also
1: mirrors yeah. people's behavior a lot, which is something that people who struggle a lot in social interactions do to try yeah. and compensate for not knowing what to do. They yeah. think, If I'm doing the thing that the other person is doing, I can't really be that wrong. Yeah. And it sometimes works for him, but sometimes goes really
0: poorly. It, se- it feels extremely. Genuine. Well that's that's something I experienced a bit um in a different direction when I went to school in Germany for a few months. I learned technically how to speak German, but you don't learn like cool phrases yeah. in German. Like I feel like the stuff in your textbook will be like It's a textbook written by 30 year olds, so all the stuff you will learn how to say is the equivalent of like, that's so rad. Yeah. Or whatever. Or like, oh neat. <laughs> yeah. And so like for the first few weeks I would hear like my friends in Germany say stuff and I would just latch onto those words. and be like, "Oh, I'm just going to say everything is tall and everything is super or whatever." And I feel like I was like, "Oh, I can't have been talking normally. Someone must have just been like, why does Oscar say everything's awesome too much?" Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I I so I definitely knew what he was I, I What was that
1: word that um Angus used cuz he thought it someone was like, "Oh, it's just like bitch." And so he was like because we were 14 at the uh, time or whatever. Schlumper. Right. Which is like... You slut. The worst. <laughs> yeah. It's like... A friend, a, f- a friend of ours. It's like slut cunt. It's like <laughs> the, the the worst. And he... Yeah. So, he learned this word and someone was like, oh, it's like bitch. And he was like, oh, okay. So, kind of like in the middle grounds it's of like, like awful like words at the time when we were in high school. In
0: English, he thought it was... Yeah. Like, oh, you silly, you silly bitch. Which yeah. is something we said for fun in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, then he was, like, out drinking with friends while on this school trip. <laughs> he called one of his one of his homestay's best friends a, sh- a schlamper. And she was <laughs> like, what just, the fuck, man? You just called me a gun. Yeah, but, like, really, really, really <laughs> emphatically. Because he thought it would come across <laughs> as, like, a funny joke thing. And this person <laughs> just, like, didn't really talk to him again. Good shit. That rocks. Yeah. Excellent. Uh,
0: yeah, so, so, so but I only mentioned it because... From a different perspective, I knew exactly where he was coming from. Yeah, you'd you'd pick a word it, and yeah. just repeat that. Right. Uh, be like, a oh, mannerism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right.
1: And he does this in the show with like... um, What What did he say? He uh, says like...
0: It's uh, super fucking cool or something sup- like
1: that. It's like totally fucking dope. Totally dope. dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he says it to like, cops, it to and, it his cops and his parents and <laughs> <to> everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really, I really like this movie. I thought yeah. it was really good... Um, It's such a weird, quirky idea for a comedy where you sort of get wrapped up in the whole world of it and forget that it's completely bizarre. Right. Um, And you can just completely suspend your disbelief about its whole concept, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can't... God, there's a movie it reminds me of so vividly and I can't quite put my finger on it. It reminds me a little bit only because they both wear giant model heads (laughs) of that model... of that a movie called Frank that came out a few years ago where Michael Fassbender plays a reclusive lead singer for a band who refuses to ever take off this giant head. And it's a similar kind of thing where it's played totally seriously. Right. Um, as like a... Nah, you, this this is The joke of the movie isn't the character wearing the giant head. That's part of the reality of the world they live in and everyone just accepts it. Um, and we're going to go with that now. Right. And the, the comedy comes out of other situations. Um, similarly from this, like... It's like, no, the reality of the situation is that his parents made 25 seasons of a serial sci-fi show just for him, and they lived in a bunker, and it was Mark Hamill, and that's 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 not a joke. That bit's serious. Yeah. Here's this comedy around that. It reminds it me
1: of an Andy Samberg film. Hot Rod? Yeah, I think it is. It did remind me of Hot Rod. That is a good movie. Maybe it's not, but I w- <laughs> but when I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> it's a movie I hear a lot of people like. Yeah. So in two thousand seven, so it's probably pretty fucking unwoke by <laughs> Metascore of forty
0: three. Um yeah, I can't I can't possibly think of the movie it is that I'm thinking of that it's reminded me of. But yeah. I think it was a real it was one of my one of my favourite comedies I've seen in a little while. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's worth going in on. Dumb indie comedy drama. I don't think dumb, I think the comedy's quite smart. Um, Greg Kinnear plays the detective that's been looking for this kid for like his whole career. Yeah, a great supporting performance. He, really good. Yeah. The parents, I think, are fine. I don't know, but I think mostly the whole family's yeah. fine. Yeah. Spencer, I think, and the cop are my two favorite supporting characters in yep. the whole film. though. they do a really good job, and I think it's worth going in on. I don't. Th- I think we promised a second phase of spoilers. I don't think there are don't any spoilers to. towards the I'm end. Decided. of Decided. You have to worry. Yeah. Sorry, we uh, the real spoiler at the end of the uh. <laughs> then a little review the friends we made along the, the way. The twist is there's no twist. <laughs> yes.
1: Here's something that I've been forgetting to do since I said that I was going to do it every episode. Sure. It's my random Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The US Fiorenzuola 1922 SS <laughs> is an Italian association football club <laughs> from Fiorenzuola d'Arda, Emilia Romana, Romagna. When was it founded then? 1922. Uh... Yes, 1922.
0: Is it still going today?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Who's their goalkeeper? Um, oh, You're going to have to miss out on that info because it's not on this page. It's
0: not on their fucking page? No. Who's the goalkeeper well of their, their main team out? is? Not a very well-fleshed out Does it say article? if you change it Itali- the language to Italian?
1: The club currently plays in Serie D. or Serie D.
0: Oh, so that, so that shit.
1: Yeah, these guys suck. If you change
0: the language to Italian, can you like guess at what the Italian might be saying? That the uh, change the language
1: to Italiano. Whoa, it's a huge article
0: (laughs) in Italian. This is more like it. All right, what's Italian
1: for goalkeeper? What's Italian for goalkeeper? (laughs) All right, translate. Oh wow, goal is not in this Wikipedia. Go scroll up. It might be called something like
0: (laughs) target guard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. Hang on. Portiere. Portiere.
0: Portiere. Portiere. Now what does it say there?
1: Oh, I got bad news for you, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Home and Away colours look pretty good Zero though. Results. Fuck look at the shitty look at the look at the word art that their lo the Yeah, the logo they have is a on. Dog shit logo. I'm guessing. Their that logo looks like a
1: Medal of Honor video game poster. Guessing that didn't come out in
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: gotta not be from nineteen twenty two. That's good shit. That is the
0: worst logo I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: It looks like the crown has someone just pasted off the front of like an Age of Empires. <laughs> yeah. God damn, yeah. that's terrible. Dude, it looks awful. I reckon that's a good start for a random Wikipedia article all yep. the week. There you go. That was very good. That was surprisingly. <laughs> enjoy- I'm into this new Quite, quite enjoyable. I think, I think I've
1: I think I've really nailed it. Yeah. Um, as for the who the goalkeeper is,
0: no idea. No idea. This right, does well, not have a current lineup. Stay tuned next week. You won't find out, but you know you might. Fuck that. Look how, look how long the article is in yeah, Italian. Yeah, Italians are f- it's huge. fucking nuts about soccer, man. Is that it? No. no. All right, fine. Um, right, right. Well, uh, <laughs> wrapping up our quick little review of Brigsby Bear, then, I think, for the week. Um, oh no, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of... Uh, weird indie comedies that this kind of reminds me of with like here's this fucked premise roll with it Um, I've I've found a little suggestion here on this Reddit thread Uh, Swiss Army Man Ah, is a good example of the kind of tone that it goes from Uh, Lars and the Real Girl which I haven't seen I've not seen but I get that same sort of impression and um, it's not really a comedy but Captain Fantastic, I got a similar kind of vibe from that as well. This sort of warm, feel-good, weird premise that you roll with. But yeah, Swiss Army Man, I think, is a good example of, like, it's bizarre and it, the movie is sort of all the better for it. It's kind right. of got this absurdist kind of tilt to it. Have you got anything else to say about, about Brigsby Bear? No, I think you've summed it up in quite a lovely fashion. Thanks, brah. I don't think I necessarily have that. I think we've sort of fucked be- better than our worst end for a few weeks with uh, a <laughs> weird. Doing weird little projects. Weird films, little yeah. movies. But I can't think of anything else it's like. Um, I think it's worth seeing. I got this on iTunes for like $5, so it's definitely worth Still It's also on Google Play. Yeah. It's uh, worth work, worth making the effort to dive in on. I suppose we haven't given people that much notice to actually watch it this week, so I hope you go in and watch it. I hope we haven't spoiled too much of the movie for you. I think if you know, we we knew that little twist that we mentioned earlier, so because it's in the first ten minutes of the movie or something. Seriously, so I think if it's still worth watching, it's not oh, going to yeah, ruin totally anything yeah. if you dive in on that. Because I think, it's like, like we trailer. sort of said, yeah, like we sort of said about zombie movies being more about the human experience rather than it is about the actual event. I think similarly with this, it really is more about this dude and the fun times he has with. His New friends than it is about the stuff that sets up the stuff. The, the mind-blowing twists in the narrative. Yeah, exactly. Right, right.
1: Oh, okay. I got a comparison for you. So, um, Moon, for example, is less about the character journey than it is about a big twist that you learn about the the world that it is based in. Yeah. So it's two examples where the world that a character is placed in absolutely crumbles. But yeah. in Moon, w- your reaction to that is vastly more about the world, and you're kind of empathizing with the protagonist a lot whereas in this it's like yeah okay so like deal away with that straight away right now what happens now what do we yeah. do oh it's a heartwarming comedy drama whatever yeah yeah
0: yep. uh, it sounds like you're saying if you know the twist of moon then you've ruined it for yourself <laughs> that's probably true I think moon would be a vastly inferior movie if you know how oh it yeah you
1: fucked it if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go, go and watch Moon. That's one of my favorite movies. But do not look up anything about that movie. Yeah. Just going cold. You'll, you'll
0: do the Sopranos things for yourself. Where you look up, jo- you know, Joey Detrioni <laughs> Soprano dead, or whatever the fuck it is. Christ, we <laughs> went to
1: a comedy show this weekend in Sydney, and. Part of a routine, a comedy routine <laughs> yeah. that I had already seen <laughs> had changed, in had three an updated version three months later, which involved the Soprano spoiler <laughs> as the punchline of the joke. <laughs> and so, like, I definitely heard a few words that where I'm like ticking over it now, being like, what does that mean? What is that? How does that apply? So, I don't think it's like a full spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't um, worry about it, man. But yeah, God, I've just been, I was like, <laughs> no! <laughs> I like blocked my ears trying not to hear
0: it. Fucking I eye- know the ending of The Sopranos, and I got—I have got I to. Yeah, you got to go in on it. Yeah. it's good. Um, no, I know how it ends. No point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably all the time we got from this week's episode of Beef Station. Absolutely, bit of a rough My one. My content I really, organ is dry. <laughs> hell yeah! I really enjoyed this movie. I hope you all go in on it. I hope you enjoy it. This movie didn't seem like it made that much money, but the people that made it clearly loved it. so yeah. Go support it. Go yeah. buy it. If you want us to do any other movies, uh, or if you're excited for anything coming up and you want to let us know, you can email us It's beefstationpod at gmail.com, Our Facebook page, which we really have to update <laughs> it's facebook.com slash beef station pod yeah
1: but also what kind of freak waits for a facebook post to listen to a podcast my oh, podcast app just tells people me all see the time. it set, set i had freaking podcast app. i had to automatically one person
0: once like six months ago say oh i haven't listened to the new episode yet because i didn't see a post about it on facebook and i thought what what
1: a freak <laughs> <laughs> if that was Since you yeah. you won't yeah. hear this <laughs> Because we haven't posted on Facebook.
0: <laughs> but what yeah. the fuck? What? Like, what? Like, yeah, man, totally. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, um, oh apparently God. The Lion King, which is now out in cinemas, is uh, absolutely mediocre. And I fucking told you so, <laughs> everyone. I fucking told you it would be. I maintained What's it. What's that from written day on the side one. of that mountain
0: over there? Oh.
1: <laughs> it's oh, I don't, I don't know. Is I can't it, really is read it. It, is it.
0: I fucking told you so? I'm oh. not wearing my glasses Oh. <laughs> oh, I wrote that. Oh, I wrote that two
1: years Ago and I found out this fucker <laughs> was being made. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't wait till I see your Not gravestone. Yeah,
0: Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck you, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another week on Beef Station. I'm Oscar.
1: I'm Quentin Tarantino. I like feet and saying the n-word. You don't get to say your real name. I'm nope. Andrew. That was that <laughs> guest.
0: <laughs> see you later. He didn't say anything.
1: <laughs> There's magic and wonders and mysteries in store. Uh, Whose mission is to learn and explore He's daring and caring and knows oh, so much more It's Briggs, be Bear He travels the skies and the stars through the night He battles sunsnatcher with all of his might He's strong, never wrong, cause he always